0: I want to get right into the teaching and I'm not I'm going to do my very best to keep this as short as I can. But I want you to hear uh, this word from God that he gave me for you. Faith shows up in the steps we take. I shared with you five steps that Abraham took last week. We looked at his life and the five steps so far that he took. And the Bible says in Romans Chapter four that we're following in the steps of the faith of our father Abraham. So Abraham is a spiritual father to us all, and he is the first believer. The Bible talks about the first new covenant believer. He believed believer. He believed in the new covenant. He believed in what God was going to bring. He believed in the new covenant God was going to make with God's people and the whole world. He knew that the seed was coming and he knew that God had promised that his seed, Abraham's seed, would possess the gates of his enemy, that Jesus would come through Abraham's seed and take the keys of hell and death back from Satan, who held them because he had gotten Adam and Eve to sin in the Garden of Eden. And Abraham was the first believer And the Bible says in Galatians chapter three, verse nine, so then those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. Isn't it interesting that God calls Abraham a believer? And guess what we are? Believers. And guess what kind of believers we are? Believing believers. You know, there's a lot of unbelieving believers. They believe in Jesus, but they're not really believing Jesus. I don't want to be somebody who just believes in him. I want to believe him at every present moment. I want to believe God. I want to be called by God a believer, a believing believer. Yeah. So those who are of what What does this verse say? Those who are of faith faith are blessed with Abraham, the believer. Now, let's make sure we understand how blessed Abraham was in Genesis chapter twenty four, verse one. The Bible says now Abraham was old and advanced in age and the Lord had blessed Abraham in every way. Now, do you think that blessing Abraham in every way included his spiritual life? Yes. Do you think it included his emotional life? Yes. Do you think it included his family life? Yes. Do you think being blessed in every way included his financial life? Yes. I don't know if I'm getting too many amens here today, but <laughs> I know you gave up all your amens when they were worshiping and we were praising God a little bit. But I'm going to need you to shout a, li- a couple times. So- this, the more you shout, the sooner I stop. <laughs> <laughs> Ushers. Oh, we don't have them anymore. Yeah, we have hosts. All right. <laughs> the Lord now notice just so we can be sure that we're all reading from the same sheet of music here. Notice who the blessing did not come from. It doesn't say the devil had blessed Abraham in every way. It doesn't say Abraham's parents had blessed Abraham in every way. It says the Lord blessed Abraham in every way. And one of the things I love about the Lord's blessing is the Bible says, for the blessing of the Lord makes rich and he adds no sorrow with it. You see, the world seeks riches and they end up with sorrow. But in the kingdom of God, we seek God and we end up blessed in every way. You see how it works. You see, the kingdom of God is opposite to this world's system. This world's kingdom is take, take, take. God's kingdom is give, give, give. This world's system is step over whoever you got to step over to get where you need to get. But God's system is push everybody up. serve, be be last and you'll be first, be the least and you'll be the greatest. You see, the kingdom of God is the opposite of what the selfish world is stuck with and stuck on and deceived by because The kingdom of God is all about love. The kingdom of God is all about goodness. The kingdom of God is all about generosity. The kingdom of God is all about humility. The kingdom of God is all about serving others because only a life in the service of others is the only life worth living. At the end of the day, Jesus said the greatest among you is the servant of all. Boy, I wish we would really understand. And I wish Christians would stop thinking it's it's okay to think God can bless you in this area of life, but don't think that he wants to come over there and help you in your finances. That's that's up to you. I don't want to be I don't want it to be up to me. I want it to be God with me. I want it to be God in me. I want it to be God for me. I want it to be God making a way in front of me. I don't want it to just be me. I want it. I don't want to be I don't want God in every area of my life except my money. I want God in every area of my life. People that get hung up with oh, you can't let God you don't want you don't want God don't mix God and your money. And that's a person usually that doesn't want to mix any of their life with God. Because if you're not willing to give from your money, you're not really given from your heart. The Jesus said where your treasure is, where you put your investment is where your heart is, where you put your money. It shows where your heart is. If we went around checking people's budgets and ledgers, we'd find that many people are not putting God first. And if I could encourage you to do anything in this season of your life is put God first. When God's first miracles happen, when God's first, I'm way ahead of myself, but I'm really behind. So I kind of caught up with myself. All right. I'm caught up now. That joke will hit you later. Wasn't very funny. Remember, faith shows up in the steps we take. We saw that Abraham took the following steps. He left the mentalities of failure that he grew up with. He learned to be the bigger person. When there was strife, he fought for his family when what they were taken captive. He received communion with his high priest. He believed that everything came from the high priest and he honored his God by tithing. These are the steps, the first steps that Abraham took. But I want to finish or continue this list and give you a few more steps. And it's found in Genesis chapter 13, verse eight through 18. And I'll read these verses to you quickly and I'll give you a few thoughts. So Abram left, said to Lot, please let there be no strife between you and me. We read that last week between my herdsmen and your herdsmen, for we are brethren, is not the whole land before you. Please separate from me. If you take the left, I'll go to the right. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. And Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain of Jordan, that it was well watered everywhere before the Lord destroyed Sodom and Gomorrah. It looked like the Garden of the Lord. He's talking about it looked like the Garden of Eden. And it says, Then Lot chose for himself all the plain of Jordan and Lot journeyed east and they separated from each other. Abraham dwelt in the land of Canaan and Lot dwelt in the cities of the plain and pitched his tent even as far as Sodom. But the men of Sodom were exceedingly wicked and sinful against the Lord. And the Lord said to Abram after Lot had separated from him, lift your eyes now and look from the place where you are north, south, east and west for all the land, which you see, I give to you and your descendants forever and I will make your descendants as the dust of the earth. And so that if a man could number the dust of the earth, then your descendants also could be numbered. Arise, walk in the land through the length and its width, for I give it to you. Then Abram moved his tent and went and dwelt by the terebinth trees of Mamre, which are in Hebron. And he built an altar there to the Lord and he built an altar there to the Lord. Now, I want you to see several things in this passage that I just read to you and you'll see them because they we pull them right out from from within the verses. And you'll see the next step of faith. And Remember, faith shows up in the steps we take. Somebody can say, I have a lot of faith, but your faith doesn't show up by you saying you have a lot of faith. Your faith shows up when you take a step. Your faith shows up when you take one of these steps, when you move forward a little, when you take even just a baby step, your faith shows up in the steps you take. So what is it that Abraham did next? It says in verse nine, Abram said to Lot, please separate yourself from me. The next step of faith is there needs to be a separation in our lives. We need to separate ourselves from some people. Now, I don't want us to ever be condescending towards people. Let me tell you who you need need to separate yourself from. You need to separate yourself from the person you used to be. You need to separate yourself from the person you were last year. You need to separate yourself from the selfish version of you. You need to separate yourself. Sometimes we start talking about you got to separate yourself and people start thinking, yeah, I need to separate from that person and that person and that person's bad influence in my life. And this person's a bad influence in my life. You know what I found is that I'm the only influence in my life when it's all said and done. You're the only influence in your life. Yes, we say we need to surround ourselves with the right influencers. But at the end of the day, it's your decision what you do with your life. I'm you're not amen and like you want to get out the door. <laughs> if we could learn that it doesn't start with, okay, you know what? You're out of my life now and you're out of my life and I'm separate because you're not as holy and you don't do as much and you're not as godly as me. No, 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 no. We need to separate ourselves from the person we used to be we need to separate ourselves from the fleshly version of us. We need to separate ourselves from the unbelieving version of us. We need to separate ourselves from the person that used to try to get back at people. We need to we need to separate the we need to separate ourselves from the person we used to be when we were unforgiving from the person we used to be when we were mean, from the person we used to be when we got mad at the waitress because she didn't deliver our order on time or she didn't deliver what we wanted or we're not going to be those people anymore. We're going to separate from those people, please separate from me. I'm saying to my old self, please separate from me. And I'm not even going to say please next time to myself. I'm going to make my old self leave and I'm going to separate myself from who I used to be. Who's ready to separate yourself from the person you used to be? Guess what? I'm separating myself from the failures I used to walk in. I'm separating myself from all the things, the low self-worth that I had of myself. I'm separating myself from those depressing thoughts I used to think I'm separating myself from those anxious thoughts I used to think. See, the Lord will get on us. The Lord will get on us when we start thinking that it's always somebody else is the problem. And God is saying, hey, 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 start with you. Whenever you got a finger pointed at anybody, you got three of them pointing back at you. That's where it starts. It starts with me. It starts with you when he says, please separate from me. Now, yes, there are people in our lives that are not positive influences. There are people that are full of negativity. There are people, but they're struggling, too. And so what I'm trying to say to you is you must separate from your own negativity. You must have a divorce from your past, a divorce from who you used to be, a divorce. From the limitations that you used to put on yourself, a divorce from the shame you used to walk in. You need to have a divorce from the fear that you used to give into. You need to have a divorce from the pride that you used to have. And you need to have a divorce from the low self worth that you used to have. And you need to have a divorce from the anger that you used to have. You need to fire your anger. Anger, you're fired. You got to talk to yourself like that. You got to separate from those kinds of things. You see, this is a step that so many of us aren't taking. We're waiting for everybody else around us to change. And God's asking us to take the next step of faith. God's asking for us to separate from who we used to be. Then you'll see clearer, you know, you'll realize, you know what? It wasn't that I really needed to get rid of that person from my life or get rid of that person from my life, because the real the real culprit was the me in me. You get a hold of that in your life and you're going to start growing and you're going to start in leaps and bounds. You're going to start maturing in ways that you never met. You're going to not recognize yourself. See, when you start separating yourself from who you used to be, you all of a sudden look in the mirror and you look different to yourself. Because you have distanced yourself from 2021's version of you. You've distanced yourself from 2020's version of you, 2019's version of you, 1985's version of me. I distanced myself from that. Now I got a long way to go. And we're going together, amen? There's something about this, I call it the power of separation. Separation is good. I'm separating myself from who I used to be. I'm separating myself from what I grew up as, what I thought I was, who I thought I was. God wants you to know who you are in Christ. Yes. Hallelujah. I was reviewing and revising, reviewing and re- reliving my some of the things that had happened when I was a kid recently and I was God took me back to when I was in high school and He took me back to the friend, one of my best friends that committed suicide at the age of 16. He took me back to this moment in my life. And I remember that it was at that moment that I finally or first discovered that I was missing something. I didn't know what I was missing. I was always missing something without the Lord. But. I realized. When my dear friend took his life and I remember him every day, think about him because I believe that I'm carrying part of his legacy that he didn't get to live, but I got to live and I learned and I His death was an awakening to me. And I woke up and I said, God, show yourself to me. I don't I'm going to end up the same as he ended up and I'm he's better than me. And he found reason to end his life. And I remember that God began to send people across my path because I just I didn't even know how to pray. I didn't know how to cry, hadn't cried since I was a baby. I was so hardened by whatever you know, I had allowed in my life, whatever was happening in my life at the time. I take full responsibility for it. But I I didn't know how to pray. and You know, that's where you start to learn how to pray when you pray without knowing how to pray you'll end up learning how to pray. If you wait until you know how to pray to pray, you probably won't pray because you'll never think you really know enough to pray. So just pray and God will show up. I'm telling you, God will show up. God doesn't need you to quote 30 scriptures for God to show up. God showed up to people that never had a Bible. God showed up for people that never read the passages. God showed up for people that they would give their right arm for one scripture, one page of scriptures that we have. There are people in communist China, communist Russia, communist countries that would give anything to have a Bible in their hands. And I tell you, this is that if you cry out to God, he will answer. I called upon the Lord and he heard my cry. The Bible says in Romans chapter 10, all who call upon the Lord. Anyone who calls upon the Lord shall be saved. I believe there are people that get saved, they don't even know what happened to them. They have to read the Bible to find out what happened. Oh, wow, I'm I must be one of those born againers. (laughs) I feel brand new. God wiped away my sin. I don't think like I used to think I don't see myself like I used to see myself. Power separation. Take that step. The next thing is found in verse 10, and it says in verse 10 and Lot lifted his eyes and saw all the plain that it was well watered everywhere. It was like the garden of the Lord. He noticed what Lot did. He 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 wanted the land that he didn't have to work at. He wanted the land that didn't need effort. He wanted the land that he didn't have to cultivate. He wanted the land that somebody else watered. He wanted the land. you know, when you think, man, the grass seems greener on the other side. The only reason the grass is greener on the other side is because the guy on the other side is watering his grass. Stop looking for the finished product. Lot was looking for the perfect arrangement, the perfect life, the perfect. We're looking for the perfect job, the perfect spouse. Good luck. Good luck. You're not going to find it. She got the last one. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding, I did, I did. I did. When you live this way, remember the fine print on the things you buy in a box. Anything you buy in a box be forewarned assembly required. <laughs> assembly required. Each of us, we are living a life that there is assembly required. Yeah. And we got to be careful not to think that everything comes out of the box like it's brand new. We are work in process in progress Stop looking for the finished product. Water your grass. Sow your seeds, plant your plant yourself and plant your seeds in the right soil. And the next thing it says in verse 11, so lot chose for himself. We must learn to put God first again. God first. God first somebody say God first. God first We have to put God first lot chose for himself Anybody see a problem there? Yeah. Yeah. Put God Anything you put God first in is going to get better anything you put. If you put God first in your words, your day and your life is going to get better. If you put God first in your family, your family is going to get better. If you put God first in your communication, your life is going to get better. If you put God first in your finances, your finances are going to get better. Whatever you put God first in will always get better because the power of God first will always overcome whatever is working against you and whatever needs to be fixed. God first is the solution to everything. When you start choosing God first, get out your wallet, I'm going to choose. I, I want to put money here, but I'm going to put the first for God. God first. I wake up in the day. I want to read the you know, who who doesn't like me on Instagram. But instead, I'm putting God first by lifting my hands and praying. I'm sorry to put it like this. We're so going to go all church on you, but I just lift up my hands start praying in tongues. I'm telling you, you put God first. You let the Holy Spirit be the first thing coming out of your mouth. You are going to you are going to find what cussing could never do for you. That's it for now. Let's get let's Let's go. Come on. We got to go. Come on. Let's stand together. Faith shows up in the steps we take. Say it. Faith shows up in the steps we take. All right. So I gave you a few steps you can take. Take one of them today. I gave you five last week. Put one or two of those together and watch your life get better and better and watch the world get better because a better you is a better view. Now, would you pray with me? And I would just like to take a moment. And we we were singing, I'm going to wait on you and we and we're waiting on him. We're waiting on the Lord. But God also wants somebody to know he's waiting on you because God doesn't want to close up Noah's Ark until you're on it, too. God wants you on the ark. If you've never received Jesus as your savior, as your Lord, if you've never been sure you're going to heaven when you die, I want you to pray this out loud. Sometimes we bow our heads, but I'm going to ask you not to today. Sometimes we close our eyes. I'm going to ask you not to today. I'm just going to take a moment. And if you'd like to say yes to Jesus for the first time in your life, I'm going to ask that you just raise your hand whenever you're ready. You want to say yes to Jesus. You just raise your hand whenever you're ready. We'll just take a moment. You want to say yes to Jesus. Just put your hand up. Praise God. Praise God. Thank God. Praise God. Wow. You see? There's power. There's power in putting God first, everybody. There's no shame here. This is celebration. We've all done that. We've all been there. You're a part of the family of God. Welcome to the family of God. You put your hand up in the city, put your hand up in the country, put your hand up in the world. If you say yes to Jesus today, just put your hand up right where you are and God sees and God hears and God answers. Now, take a moment and just greet somebody that you might have seen with their hand up or somebody that didn't have their hand up and just hug somebody and you are dismissed. And we're going to pray for anybody that needs prayer, me and our prayer team. All the prayer team is anointed. Not just me, we're all anointed. come on up if you want prayer for anything. And see you Wednesday online and see you Sunday right back here in the room and online. Love you guys.